Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, 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 welcome to a brand new episode of Nothing But the Truth. This is a brand new season, and yes, this is a live show at 06, well, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just to let you know that we're back, we're here to do the show, and nothing's going to stop us. Just to give you facts and let you know what we stand for, let me go ahead and give you the premise of it. Nothing But The Truth was started back in 2007. We had Mr. LaVon, it was me, and uh, the First Lady started the show back then. You know, hearing that people uh, tend to step down. Get behind the scenes like Mr. Levon's behind the scenes right now. Mr. 910, he's doing his thing, but the show still remains. Our show talks about issues that involve everyday life that the mainstream media would not speak or give full details about. From love and relationships to black history, politics, civil rights, police brutality, and injustice throughout the land. Are you tired of the same old news that really does not give any news but just straight lines? Are you fed up with listening to the issues that do not reflect your community and the issues revolving around your community? If you say yes, then you're at the right place. And nothing but the truth. We're going to give you the truthful advice and news so you can have the facts you need to have for empowerment and true freedom from the chains of society that lingers from you, from the truthful knowledge of oneself and how to change the game around in your favor. So, Basically, self-explanatory. We did do relationships initially, and now we do a whole mix of issues. And particularly, a lot of things have changed since I've been gone. So we're going to talk about everything from the, the Civil Rights March, as far as March on Washington not too long ago, to the issues that we have with Syria, with the issues that we have at home, and particularly with Congress, and the things that they run or play around us. Now, the chat lines will be open here shortly here, and I just sent out the Facebook uh, information as far as everyone knows where to go to if they need to uh, pop back up on the show here. If you don't want to feel like chatting, that's fine, no problem. You're welcome to come in on to the chat line so we can talk to one another. Now, again, I'd like to point out to you that my whole thing about the show is that what we want to offer to the people that are listening is that we make sure that people are taken care of, people know the facts, people know where to go get the facts, because you might disagree with us, like Mr. Levant said in one episode, we're not here to set you and say, hey, this is it right here. We do point out facts to you, you know. One episode that I'm about to do in two weeks is about the half-truths that we have where someone might tell you one thing as far as, hey, this is what happened, but they leave out the major facts. For example, 
Syria. You know, some people got mad because the president did not go in there. Okay, he said he want the he had an option to do that. The president does have an option to go in there, but he wanted to get Congress a host spill on it. So they can take it back to the people of America and we can have a decision on you know, you gonna authorize this to happen. People flip around and say, Why are you waiting on us now? So it's like a catch twenty two. Some people sit there and say, Well, in a situation with that, he shouldn't be able to uh, do anything or he hasn't did enough where these are the same people a few years ago that brought us into the war with Iraq and Afghanistan. And then the whole thing was that I seen on Facebook people were saying that, you know, he's bringing us into war. Okay. Remember what he, I just said to you just a few seconds ago. In that situation right there, he stated to you, if you watch the news, if you watch what he stated out there, hey, I do have authority to go act and go into war, as far as not go to war, but as far as attack Syria. And he has another option. Another option was, which was part two of his plan, is to have Congress come in, and they're coming in Monday, and they're going to sit there and talk about this. This is going to be a big talk because it needs to go back to the people, which Makes sense, right? Okay, because war costs money down to the point here. Everyone say, how that affect this? It's going to affect your pockets. So you got to think about it. Yeah, you shoot those missiles or whatever. Those missiles cost money. Tomahawks cost a million dollars. So imagine you shoot 96 of those. Who's paying for it? All of us. So it's one thing to think about. And then the, the whole thing about it strategically is what is the end game? Where are we supposed to accomplish? When do we know where we supposed to stop it? That's one thing to look at. I know I'm digressing for what the show is going to be about, but I just want to touch up on it. I want to give the whole spill, so we'll talk about that in the next two weeks. Because this issue right here is still going to be up for talk. You know, people got issues. You know, people will sit there and say, well, oh, it's all him. No, it's Republicans on it, too. It's a whole bipartisan. That means... Both sides of the houses coming together. But I digress. I want to talk about the state of black businesses. And I have some some statistics from the U.S. Census Bureau. And the whole reason why I want to talk about it is that if you listen to the last season where I talked about black businesses, you know, flipping the money within your community, how we can build economic wealth within our own community because if you control your money within your own community, you can control your community and then it's not where your money's going out and people are dictating to you how things are going to be. For example, you know, instead of you just going to Walmart, and this is a big concept, instead of you just going to Walmart, Walmart's a big business, you can go to your local grocery store and give them the money instead of giving it to Walmart, which in turn doesn't go back and reinvest into community. Now, you might see them do some charity thing, but how much really is that? Think about how much the people, the corporate of uh, the corporate side of Walmart is getting paid. You know, billions. <laughs> not millions, billions. You know, people say, well, no, that's not true. It is true. I wanted to put that out to you. So what if we could do the same thing? What if instead of us 
walking away. Because some people say, well, I don't know how to start a business. I'm not telling everyone to start a business. Now everyone's got business savvy, but you have a dollar in your pocket, right? I was talking to one of my old friends I used to work with, and he's coming on the show, too, to talk about his business, how if you have $1, you can flip into 20 or maybe $100 in a day. And the concept makes sense, but a lot of people are just like, I, I'm kind of cautious. That sounds like a scam. You know, how does it sound like a scam if you don't ask all the questions? Well, on, on a term like that, as far as the vesting power, you know by the time 2015 goes around, African Americans combined together will have the buying ability or money worth up to a trillion dollars. A trillion dollars is a lot. Instead of just outsourcing it out to other companies, we should invest that into the people that's in our community, entrepreneurs. I had that at A&T when I was there, entrepreneurship class. Now, some people say, I don't know what that means. All that means is basically a self-business run, you know, as far as entrepreneur. He's like, hey, I got this idea. This is the concept. He might need back. Instead of just going to the bank where a bank won't be flexible, go back to that community, that community that's having trouble and catch this one, I mean trouble, having trouble finding jobs, you know, in the community, what type of jobs can they get, you know, they have to go out and get the jobs that might not pay that much, okay, Roger that on that, or as far as give you crappy benefits, what if you had a business, what if you gave that person the money and termed, hey, I can give you a thousand, or someone over here, I can give you ten thousand, or I can give you thirty thousand, where they can build up a business that can be sta- that can be stamped in that community, in that community itself, where he's turning around and hiring people in that community, so people are going to him, making money, going to him as far as making investments, and he's turning around, flipping it back into the community through the employees and through his work through the community. So services, customer services within the community, such as a grocery store, such as a barbershop, such as a hair salon, such as anything as far as a library, academic center, things like that. And then it can go into a concept as far as a commerce store. So let me go into the statistics, because a lot of people are like, what statistics are you talking about? So I won't hold you up any longer. I would go into those statistics. And this is going back to 2007. At the time of 2007, it was $135.7 billion receipts for black-owned businesses in 2007, up 53.1% from 2002. The number of black-owned businesses totaled $1.9 million in 2007, up 60. Five percent, and this is from a survey from uh, business owners as far as the U.S. Census Bureau going on the business side. Thirty-seven point seven percent of black-owned businesses in 2007, in healthcare and social assist, repair, maintenance, and personnel and laundry services. Now this is where it's real low. Out of the whole thing, out of the whole pie of race and everything, ten point six percent of businesses in New York. 2007 were black owned, which led all states or state equivalents, Georgia and Florida, follow at 9.6, 9.4, respectively. Now, if you imagine 
for example, let's say you had a pizza pie, right? And you know, pizza pie, it's eight slices on a pizza pie. I know some of y'all probably eating right now. So when you're looking at this, and you got your pizza, it's eight slices, right? And one-eighth, right? You're looking at that, and you're saying that's one-eighth. So out of that whole thing, I know some of y'all are like, okay, where are you getting it? What about, I didn't even give you one-eighth of that, you know? What if I broke that down to you to a lower, a lower percentage? Because, you know, with a situation like that, there's only like, you know, 0.125% right there. So what if I broke it down lower than that in a situation? That's not a lot of pie to eat, right? You know, that's just for one one state. That wasn't for the other states. You heard the other statistics. Now, they have went higher. If you go back and look again once they do this once more, it has picked up a little bit, but not enough. And a lot of thing is you have a lot of a lot of people I hate to say this within our own community. You have people who have distrust of one another, cause a race. They'd rather take that stuff to a non black person to get the service done than to their own community because they got this in the back of the mind, some Willie Lynch crap where they're saying, Well, I want trust in that might take your money, it might screw your money up. I had that say to me before and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Well, I, I tell you right now, it is wrong because you're judging the person based off of their skin and not based off of the character. Or more likely, when we're talking about dollars for dollars, we're not basing it off the portfolio. We're not looking at the books. Because if someone comes to you and say, hey, I want to invest into having, let's say, a laundry service in the black community, you're not going to say, here, here you go. You're going to sit down just like an investor because this is what you would do. You sit down, show me your plan. Show me your business plan. Anyone who has a business or is trying to start a business should have a business plan, business model, showing how you're going to do this. Not I just walk up to you and say it because that's common sense. And if you, some of you, if y'all sitting there saying, okay, let me just walk over there and instead of going to the black person, let me go to the Asian person or to the white person and give them my money. Well, you're a fool. Honestly, you're a fool. Because in a situation with that, in particular, if you give your money to someone, <laughs> this is like you walking to someone here, here, take my money, and you don't know what they're doing with your money. They could tell you anything and con you. You know, I always watch the show MSNBC, I believe, uh, Scam Artists or American Greed, and those people are Caucasian. I've really never seen a black person on there, but yet you have people who have distrust in their own community based off of race. Not everyone, but you have people say, well, I'd rather just give my money to this guy. He looked like he know what we're doing. You can't go off of looks, folks. You have to look at what's going on. And if you don't understand what's going on, you can always get someone to double-check the paperwork before you start investing. And you can get lawyers. You can get a, a manager, a business manager. Cause they do have those where they can look at the facts and go, hey, I, I need your assistance. You can take it to the university if you're a student and you like, I'm curious, you go talk to a business teacher. If you nod up on your game, you can take classes in college. It's not a lot to take entrepreneurship in a community college if that's the situation for you. You know, the thing that we have to do is turn it around. 
And I had a debate with a friend of mine. And I said, how would you do? Because we, we sit here, we can talk and complain or whatever. The thing which you need to do is really look at what is needed for your community. What do we really need? Because every community is different. Every culture, you can be two black people in there, and they can have two different cultures. They can come, one can from, come from the north, one can come from the south. They can live in the same street, uh, same street. They can come from different backgrounds. That's two different cultures right there. The whole situation that you want to do, you got to identify what is needed in your community and how can you make it better than what the next person has. Because some people say, well, I just go to Walmart and get my groceries. How are you better than Walmart in this situation? And you know how Walmart works. You know how to operate. I I live in an area now. There's six Walmarts. Why is there six Walmarts in this area? This is not a big city. This city is not bigger than Greensboro that I'm living in. But there's six Walmarts. The corner in the market. They're like Nino Browns. That's what Walmarts are. And I refuse to go to Walmart based off the reason of how they treat people, how they operate. And where the products are coming from. Because if you buy into a company who's outsourcing, because you can say, well, I'm not going to go to the community here. I'm not going to go to any community. I'm going to go to Walmart. Walmart got their own click. They got most of their stuff coming from China. And this is the gluten food. You're, de- you're hurting your own self. You're killing your own self. You're loading up the bullets to lay your own people off. Well, I mean your own people. I'm talking about America. I'm not talking about no black, white. I'm talking about the, the nation, United States. Why are you looking at all these jobs? Look at how they're going in and out of the door. It's not good. What we have to do also, because the banks are not going to automatically gonna give these guys loans too. Well, if it was a college student, I got some friends when we graduated from A&T, started their own business, and they wanted to get money. It was very hard for them because some people had that down. I'm like, well, you're coming from, coming from college. They didn't even look at the plan. We got to get out of the ignorance. First off, we got to get off out of the ignorance and get our game together and take that time to look at what they have. Now, if you look at it and it just look like jack crap, okay, fine. You can tell them that, but you gave it a look. You looked at it. But if you're just going to go off and get, I don't want to do it, it's not interesting, it doesn't help. i tell you about Black Wall Street and how that money flipped from one hand to another hand probably about 100 times in the black community before it went outside to another community. And I know some people are you can't repeat that. Why not? Why can't you repeat that situation? There are circumstances where there it was segregation. So they couldn't go into white facilities or wasn't allowed to go in white facilities, if you want to say that. So, you know, how would you feel if you were going to a restaurant? And they tell you go eat out and back. That's not feeling good. My father had a situation where he worked at a facility like that. My own father worked at a facility like that when he was growing up, when he was in his teens, when he was, you know, 18 or so. Go work at, you know, you you can work here, but you got to eat out and back, boy. You know, really? Why settle for that when you can get your own stuff, you can get your own situation in your own your own situation, your own stuff in your own community where you can sit at a table, you can have a good meal, you can enjoy it, you don't have to be called boy, you can be treated as an adult. You know, furniture stores. They have furniture stores. When I'm talking about Black Wall Street, there was many of them, but you know, Tuska, Oklahoma, I told you about the story, had many businesses. They stuff was rivaling uh 
the Caucasians of that area. That's where you had the Tusca riots. They got mad because it you had international businesses coming in there too. So they were doing their thing, and people wanted to deal with them, particularly the French, where it was cases noted dated back in that time, back in the twenties or whatever, where they wanted to do business with them. They come in town, and people knew about because it's a small area at the time. You know, oh, we got Frenchmen. You know, people go up and hey, I take care. No, I want to deal with the Africans over there, the African Americans. You know, it was how they ran the business. If you run your stuff smooth, I see that every day, and we can still do that. There's nothing stopping us from doing it. But we gotta back one another up. If you back yourself up like that, back your people in your community like that, it leads into higher things. You know, people complain about. The issues with voting, you know, people, we get run over. You know, the whole thing with Trayvon Martin, that's another issue we're going to bring up. You know, stop and frisk, how we getting pushed over, how a politician might tell you, hey, you know, you're you're jacked up. These people jacked up these voting laws, particularly North Carolina. we got to have buying power. we got to have money power because politics, what does it consist of? You know how you hear, you heard during the last election they raised millions and millions of dollars all that money to get in the White House or to get into the Senate or get into Congress, where did that money come from? People here and there. We got to create our own voice. When you start investing, it goes into bigger things where if the community was tight like that, you had businesses set up that rivaled just outside of the area, their rival, where other people would come and say, they got better services than what I've been going to. Let me go over here. You're getting your revenue. You're getting business in there. you got growth. And one thing also to point out, too, if there's more opportunity for jobs, the crime will go down. I hear people talking about, well, we need more police. No, you don't. You need more opportunities, more jobs, because nine times out of ten, I can really say nine times out of ten, if you had a situation where you give the kid, you know, I mean, kids growing up, you know, all these games, things coming up, you know, things to get kids in trouble because, Either they don't have a way to get out, or they don't have a way to see their way out. If all they're around is all this negativity, what do you think the chances are? But if you flip that around, and there's opportunity for them, it's places where, hey, I can, I can send my kid after school to the learning center in, in my community where they're not in a game banging, they're not doing drugs, they're not doing anything jacked up. It's going to help them out. They're going to have the opportunity because that's one thing you got to do too, folks. We have to invest in children. We can't expect the schools to educate our kids the right way because if you leave it into the school's hand, they might put your kid in special ed. Trust me, I've been there. But we invest in our community. We get that money together. We, Like I said, we're giving the kids jobs. Kids, adults, it don't matter. People who went to jail for silly stuff, because they had weed, really? That's not a serious offense. I mean, because we got to get out of that, too. Because, you know, when someone mark you or you went to jail, they think the worst. We got to get out of a situation. People deserve second chances. If you're, you know, you believe in Christ or whatever, he gave us a second chance. And he wants us to follow in his way. You got to give a person a chance. Now, if they screw you over, then they lose their chance. But we have to really do that. If our... Businesses can increase within the community by the people. Instead of us saying, hey, let's go throw our money over here 
we could turn around, flip around, say, hey, let me give this money to this guy who's trying to start a business or this lady trying to start this business, trying to start a bakery or someone trying to start a wedding planner business or a laundry, you know, or the barbershop or electronics or computer repair, or lawn services, lawn and garden. I'm naming business at my head. We can easily do. We can do this. You know, agriculture, a farmer. We can give the business to him, hey, you know, you produce this, take it to the local grocery store within our community. Nothing's stopping you. Nothing's stopping from doing that. That money turns around. That's job security, too. Lowers the crime. Because if you have no job, people are not going to sit there and just starve. People are going to do crazy stuff. Now, you're going to have people who are going to be tempted. Well, I can make money quicker by doing a fast and reckless ray. It's not that that's going to happen, but you're going to have a few people who might come out, like I said, 9 out of 10, where you have other people say, well, I have another option. I don't have to do that. So if you're in a situation like that, you really, really want to move out of that. And I know some people say, why do you mean move out of there? Mm-hmm. You have to see your way out. And we have to see our way out with the buying powder power that we have, if you have that buying power, you can increase your money within your community, increase the money within your community. When it comes to politics, you don't have to worry about these people giving you these promises, you know, because they, they consider the African-Americans, oh, they minor. We got to get them on a ticket, but we don't. We can tell them anything they want and then say something totally different, just like Bush did when he was running. He made all those promises. He went to the black churches and stuff. And then when he went to the black churches, he like go vote for him. You know, you had McCain. You had the politicians that did that. But then when they, they got in office or whatever, they're like, I'm not doing that. Well, you know what? They, and then we don't do nothing. We might do a march. Okay, what's a march going to do with them? Like I told you, you got to hurt people where – you got to hurt people – now where you go get a beer bottle and bust their head open, but you got to get them where it hurts, as they would say. When you got that money, you got that money in that community, and they see that you got that, they think twice before screwing you over. Because you can march all day you want to. I'm not knocking people marching all day. You can boycott them. That's one good thing to do. But then you turn around and you say, well, you know what? We don't need you no more. We're just buying within our own community. You put them out of business. <laughs> You realize that, and that's one thing a, a person, a politician hates when they lose money. You say, you know what, we get our own person to run. We have our own buying power. We have our own system as far as we run the system. We don't allow people to run us. You have that independence. That's what Marcus Garvey talked about back in the day, you know, independence. You know, we really don't really see that anymore. Only those few businesses are listed, you know, 10%. Really? Come on now. African-American population consists of about 13%, you know, out of the whole pie in the United States. But we can do more. We shouldn't have to wait there because at the top, you know, at the bottom of the pole right there, say, okay, that's what African-Americans bring home as a couple, as married or whatever. But... You should not see yourself as saying, well, I can't do anything. Because a lot of people say this, well, we can't do anything. Just, just pray about it. Hey, I look at it like this. God gave you a mouth, right? If you if you can talk, he gave you a brain to think. He gave you a mouth to speak. He gave you two hands. 
He gave you feet. He gave you a heart. You know, God is not going to sit there and part the sea for you. You have to get up and do your thing. I'm not sitting there telling you to, to just strike out on your job or whatever, but I am telling you that it is an obligation for our own people that we need to look out for one another. If there's a time where we can invest into our community, where you got entrepreneurs, you know, you, you can find out, you can look at you can see these guys out here, you can see that they might be running a radio ad, you can research them. If we got time to go on Facebook, if we got time to look at VH1 to see who's getting messed up, what's going on with Stevie J, things like that, we have enough time to look at what this plan is. Because that, you know, the old saying is, you know, big things have small beginnings. That can be the thing right there. And also, that can help you out too, because when someone say, you invest, let's say, so much, I don't know, $1,000, I give you 10% for every 1000 that's $100. So you imagine if you had that money, if you got money stored, because that's one thing people wonder too, like how are we supposed to get this money set up if we don't have money stored away? You don't have to put a whole lot. You know, $1 out of 3,000 people in a community, that's $3,000. And over time, those, that business grow, that guy can turn around and he's going to invest back into his company where he should. You shouldn't be saying, well, I'm not going to hire y'all. But if it's in a community, it should be where people should be hired within that community. It shouldn't be where I'm not going to help you out because it should be a cycle. And you see it. You see it in the Asian community. You see it in the Hispanic community. You see it in the white community. You know, some of y'all might call it the good old uh, good boy club or whatever. But you see that. You know, I, I look out for you. You look out for me. We don't have that. We need to start getting into that, that situation where we understand, okay, I see what this guy's doing. Let me help him out. We shouldn't be in a way where we're not helping one another because we're only killing ourselves. You know, some people say, well, y'all are relying on the government, things like that. No, we're not. When you do that, you don't need no no, no loan from the bank. You don't need any of that nonsense. You don't have to worry about where the job is going to be at because your community's got your back. We need to get back into the situation. Like I say, Take it one step at a time. Don't let no one tell you no. And you'll be able to understand, hey, this is the best route to do. Just think about what I'm saying. When you get a chance, go to your uh, newspaper and just read. Yeah, that's right, newspaper, local newspaper. Just read, look around. and you, These guys are going to do it. they hungry. Don't knock them down. Like I say, this economics leads from economics to politics to as far as independence too because like I say our votes count you know these politicians could tell you anything and once they get in office do totally opposite you see in the state of North Carolina that's what's taking place now and we'll talk more about that but I wanted to put that out to you start that out it's the first show be a serious show serious conversation to let you know this concludes our show you can reach the show by going to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NB underscore true. You can also look at us on iTunes by typing in nothing but the truth. It's a podcast show. Been doing it since about 2007, 2008. Like I say, uh, not this week, but the next week we're coming back for more shows. I'm picking it back up. I'm going to have my friend 
who say he'll come on to the show and bring him in. It's Mr. King. He's going to explain how you can earn more money outside the typical 40 hours a week that people are saying, or the same old rate that you get, like every every 40 hours, you know, every week you get the same paycheck. Doesn't help you. You don't you don't make any money. You don't gain anything. You make the same amount, so it doesn't help you get out of the independence. And I like his concept. I like the concept of the flip that he's talking about because I've seen it happen before. You know, advertising is everything. It it tells you, you know, hey, I might go to McDonald's, Subway. Hey, I might buy my clothes from here. The the whole advertising scheme is more than what you know. And he's going to explain that to you and give you the idea about it if you're interested in doing it. But that's coming up shortly. I'm going to have more shows coming up. And we're going to keep pushing these shows out. Like I said, I'm not stopping the show. It's going to be more interesting. I know this show seemed like it's kind of um, not bland, but no music or anything. But I wanted to come straight off the rope and get this message out to you. Hey, if you want to send an email to our show, it's nb underscore truth at yahoo.com. Send your comments. If you have questions, if you really want someone to come on the show, you recommend. We'll see into it and see if we can get them on the show. We can also... Uh, seeing to getting you all the information that you need as far as if you need to get to those investors, what particular companies can you look into. I'm going to help you. I know I can't go throughout the whole nation, but I can give information for Virginia and North Carolina for the people that live in the area. But I appreciate you tuning in to the show. We'll be back next week, not next week, but the week after that because I have to go out of town. And I hope you enjoy. Don't miss out on the show. Keep listening. I know I didn't take in the callers today. I didn't really give out the number at all, period. But next week, that'd be a different... Well, not next week, I keep saying. But when I get back, it's going to be a different style. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you know that up front. Other than that, thank you for tuning in. God bless. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol... Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.